today on the wrestling podcast about nothing, there will be blood. We'll talk about the bloody brawl that took place this past Friday on Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. And we'll take a peek at the new era of televised wrestling that is starting this week. Red equals green, Michael. I've been trying to say that to Malonis for years. <laughs> he finally took your advice. Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 179, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett, a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars. Right, you are one. Damn right. He is also the owner, operator, head trainer of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, as well as the owner, operator, promoter, booker of Chaotic Wrestling. He's the permanent host, let's just say it, of the wrestling podcast about nothing, the firebrand Brian Fury. Hi again. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm very good. Did you have a good week? I think so. Yours? Wonderful. Fantastic. Wonderfully and fantastic. Both. Well, I had it all. Yeah. I heard you watched a little uh, pro wrestling Friday night slash Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. As well as many other nights during the week this week, unlike you. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it all in this episode. But first, I just want to make mention of a major, monumental, earth-shattering announcement taking place next week right here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Yes, a major, monumental, earth-shattering announcement. Oh, yeah. That's a teaser if I ever heard one. Yes. I mean, we're... The, let's let's not let's not give it away yeah next week it's gonna be a big deal stay tuned listen in to episode 180 of the wrestling podcast about nothing nice round number there yes for a major monumental earth-shattering announcement wow that's coming next week and uh no relation to that uh well brianmalonis.com uh, go there and get t-shirts support the guy i mean he that thing's still up? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it is. I haven't checked. But I know a website that is definitely up. And that is the WPAN.com. The WPAN.com. And uh, I have a mini announcement about that, Brian Fury. All right. We've kind of run out of <laughs> search terms. I was kind of waiting for this to happen at some point in time. Well, I mean, hmm, how can I say this? There are some that are left. But the only ones that are left are um, a little more deviant than I want to talk oh. about here on the podcast. Wow. I have to share some of those on the side with me. Yeah, there's some creepy ones that I... <laughs> Creepier than the ones we've already gone over? Yes. Wow. So, I mean, I don't want to have to take a shower after the podcast, so... I'm going to have to. I'm sweating. You're going to turn the fans off again. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I actually didn't shower today. So, oof. Oh, uh. yeah. I'm basting in it right now. Right. So, yeah. Uh, search terms. Are, we're waiting for more to come in. I mean, in the future, perhaps. But uh, I know um, there's another guy who used to do this podcast who might be disappointed by it. I don't even sure he listens anymore. He doesn't show up. I'm not even sure he listens. So He's a busy boy, you know? I mean, I, I get it. But at the same time, you know, come on. Throw us a bone or something. But you can still go to the WPAN.com, the website, to subscribe to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on all the major podcast platforms. They're all listed there, including Spotify. You can do that. You can also find the ways to follow us on social media. All the links are there. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We don't have a Snapchat. I think I signed up for a Snapchat, but... I don't know how to use. Do you know how to use Snapchat? Nope. I'm not a 16-year-old girl. I don't have Snapchat. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just did it just to get the uh, handle, but that's all I've really done with it. Anyway, you can find it all there on the uh, website. Follow us and interact with us on social media. Plus, there are bios. Uh, we might have to update that one pretty soon there. Brian Fury? Yeah, I, I've actually been working on a little something-something to send, send you away. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And photos. Uh, any photos that you have, please send over of your illustrious career. Sounds good. Your retirement of your return of your retirement again. And I'll have to log into my uh, MySpace and try to find some old ones to send you away. <laughs> Man, do you still get on the MySpace there? I haven't been in a while, but the last time I did, um, for some reason, a lot of the pics were gone or not there. I think you had to do something by a certain period of time to be able to claim them as yours or something. So there's only limited ones there. But you were still in my in my top friends. I was just going to ask if I was in your top eight. Yeah. The, the picture of you uh, in front of the Donkey Kong machine while Tarzan was playing up at Fun Spot. Yes. The actual Donkey Kong machine from um, King of Kong, uh, A Fistful of Quarters, I think is the subtitle. But yeah, the, uh, the movie with uh, Billy Mitchell, Steve Wiebe, Legends of Our Time. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, I mean, that is pro wrestling to a T. If you like pro wrestling, you will love that documentary about Donkey Kong. So check out King of Kong. It's absolutely awesome. And it, a lot of it took place up in New Hampshire. And yeah, I was at that fun spot with Tarzan and he was playing the actual Donkey Kong machine. And I took a selfie there. Was there a kill screen coming up? There was a kill screen coming up. I, I was going to play some marble, but I stopped to take that photo first. You didn't have your glove with you? I didn't have my fingerless gloves. No, no. <laughs> so next time we'll take care of that. So yeah, go to the WPAN.com. It is still the most disappointing website on the internet until we get it updated with all of Brian Fury's information. Something that didn't disappoint, though, Brian Fury, is Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor, the pay-per-view from this past Friday night. Uh, we checked it out, uh, in part at least, for a very special reason, because... Uh, a guy who used to be a friend of ours was uh, participating for the first time on a live televised pay-per-view event. Yes, yes, he was. And the headlines from Death Before Dishonor, let me just run these down. Roosh, Mexico's Roosh, defeated Matt Taven for the ROH World Championship. I know a lot of the internet wrestling community have been waiting for those words to be uttered, that Matt Taven has been defeated for the ROH World title, and Roosh was the one to do it. We'll talk about that in a second. Angelina Love defeated Kelly Klein for the Women of Honor Championship, so she is the new women's champion in Ring of Honor. And the third and final headline, Brian Malone has gigged. <laughs> First time ever. Can you believe it? Honestly, I cannot. I've talked to him so many times on that type of subject, and he has always said, no, no, no way, never. And I saw him come out with the white T-shirt on, and I was like, no way. And as the match <laughs> went on, I was like, wow, look at him. My little buddy's all grown up now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you can call into the voicemail line and let me know because you know he wasn't talking to me on text or twitter or anything really but brian malonis is yeah he was steadfast in his claim that he would never blade in pro wrestling it's it's barbaric it's beyond him he's so happy that the wrestling business for the most part had gotten away from that kind of stuff and here he is friday night in las vegas nevada just uh bleeding all over the place I know what he's going to say, you know, if you're ever going to do it, that's the time and place to do it. You first have a pay-per-view, a big no-holds-barred barroom brawl type match. Like, that's the place to do it, not in some nights of Columbus Hall. And that's fine and dandy. Like, I get it. But, look, he was so steadfast against it that I'm still just surprised and shocked that he did it at all. I didn't even see it coming. I saw the white T-shirts. and I was like, oh, you know, they have a different outfit on. That's that's nice. <laughs> Come on, Michael. I don't even <laughs> watch wrestling. <laughs> it was very, very. Uh, I was still surprised when I when he went down from the uh, the turnbuckle shot, the uh, yes. spare turnbuckle that Vinnie Marcellia hit him with in the head, and then he goes down. He's on the mat and. The crimson mask. Yes, yes, yeah. See him doing something there on the mat, like what? ROH uh, still hasn't gotten down like WWE does when 
someone is gigging. I mean, they haven't done it in a long time, but when someone's gigging, they, they take the camera off him. They focus on something else, but you could still kind of see what was going on there with uh, Malonis, <laughs> uh with the ROH production. You could see what was going on there. And yeah, he came up and he was, he was a bleeder. Not too bad. Not too shabby. You know, it's very, um, I don't know if it's very obvious, but him and I had very different upbringings in professional wrestling and yes. where I came from with Steve's, it was very blood and guts. That type of thing happened often, numerous times on a show, and I've done it many, many, many times in my career. And he was the exact opposite. No blood, no anything. You know, he always said, no, no way, never. And it's it's awesome. I'm very happy for him. Uh, it's just for so many levels, just the, the match itself, being on pay-per-view, and then, you know, popping his cherry, if you will. <laughs> and yeah, and you're talking about us coming from uh, kind of two different worlds. I'll, I'll put myself in Brian Malonis' camp because you both came from Chaotic, really. Uh, yeah, Chaotic and WFA, it's kind of like, I mean, if you had to liken it to something that people would know out there, like Chaotic had a more WWE mentality and WFA was definitely more of an ECW type of mentality. So yeah. just the, yeah, very clean cut, the WWE, some would say cookie cutter. Uh, what was it? A chaotic robotic or something? Chaotic like was robotic. Yeah, that was the thing. And then, yeah, WFA, people were uh, hardcore matches and people were uh, just uh, bleeding all over everything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely not something that Malonis was taught and definitely not something <laughs> Malonis ever said he would do. So, I don't know who got in his ear. I don't know. Uh, I asked him if he got a uh, a blood bonus and he didn't answer the text. <laughs> I'm just sad I couldn't. I wasn't there to help him out, give him some tips or pointers, or to make the gig for him. You know, I'm just you know, I feel a little left out in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, so the can I talk about? I I know you didn't want to go through a full review of the match and stuff, but there was something that was very cringeworthy for me in this match. I'm assuming it was for you as well. We could talk about this match, yeah, all, all you want. I just didn't want to review the whole pay per view up and down. Right. The spot where Vinny was throwing darts. Yes. At the bruiser. Holy shit. That did not look appealing to me in any way, shape, or form. And I had trouble watching that because it was one of those things that you get those feelings in your back yourself, like watching it. And it was not for me. How do you fake that, Brian? <laughs> How do you fall off a 20 foot ladder? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. Yeah, they, they got Bruiser up in the corner, uh, actually uh, straddling the corner with his face to the crowd, so his back exposed to the ring, and Silas Young was holding the match, by the way. We haven't actually said it was the Bouncers, Beer City Bruiser, and Brawler Malonis versus Silas Young and Vinny Marsalia barroom brawl match on this past Friday's Death Before Dishonor show. And yeah, and Silas was holding uh, him in the corner, Beer City Bruiser, as Vinnie Marcellia took out a set of darts. And yes, three darts, all bullseyes, I would say, onto <laughs> oh the back God. of the bruiser. So I couldn't handle it. I could not handle that. Uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty unreal. This was this match was like, yeah, just fireworks all over the place. Just really a uh, couple of uh, nutty spots. And Brian Malonis was driven through a table with a swanton bomb from Vinnie Marcellia. So he was out of it. He was also zip-tied to the top rope for a portion of the match uh, and then broke free and uh, went wild for a little bit, did uh, our pal Brian Malonis. It, it was, I mean, this was just a departure for Ring of Honor in contrast to everything else on the card and quite a departure for our old friend Brian. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. It was a little, you know, it was good to see uh, a different side of him and of them uh, in that company. And I think it's one of those things where hopefully everybody, people in management and then people watching kind of get to see that different side of them and something that they're capable of and can take them to the next level in Ring of Honor going forward. Yeah, because they said in a promo before the actual show began on the pre-show, they talked about, you know, we're fun and games, we like to drink and have fun, but, uh, you know, they could be deadly serious too. And yeah, that kind of, this match definitely proved that point. And yeah, they have uh, definitely have some range. They're not just uh, one-note players, the bouncers in uh, Ring of Honor. 
yeah, it was it was good. It was it was really good. It was a lot of fun. And I just really hope that now they're elevated more so in everybody's eyes and they can go on and do some uh, bigger, better things and on pay-per-view regularly. Because the uh, major headline, the, the most important thing about this thing is the bouncers won. They certainly did. They went over. Who got the pin in that match? I believe it was the bruiser, right? Yeah, the bruiser yeah. hit. Uh... He did the DDT, the swinging DDT onto the chair. But where, where was Brian when that happened? He was still on the floor, uh, with the, uh, <laughs> in the, folded up into a table. <laughs> he sure was. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he did do uh, the bruiser did a superplex off the top rope onto chairs that were on. They were, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The chairs were set up. Vinny just kind of went crashing into those. It was a three way juice, I think. Right. It was Vinny was. Yeah, Vinny. Both of the, the uh, bouncers and uh, Silas Young, the only one who. <laughs> who got away scot-free on that yes the last real man his uh skin is impenetrable <laughs> apparently so apparently <laughs> so so yeah what do you think is next for the bouncers now that they've kind of made this statement here at death before dishonor i think you know now that they're everything is behind them with the kingdom i think it's time for them to get like a serious run at a tag titles run uh, or at least a tag title shot to take place on like a pay-per-view or a bigger event rather than just like a house show type thing. I know with honor club, there's no real actual house shows, but uh, there's nothing quite like traditional pay-per-view. And yes, for Steven out there, I did watch it on honor club. I signed up for honor club and for Brian Malonis, who may or not be listening as well. I signed up for honor club. I bought this pay-per-view and I did it all above board, all by the book. And uh, the Honor Club experience was good. I was a little worried because I logged on like just after 8 p.m. and went to where the pay-per-view was. And I got error messages and error messages. Apparently, they just didn't have anything up until the actual show started at 8.30. So I was just hope, hoping and praying that at 8.30, you know, it switched over and, uh, you know, the uh, video would come up. But before that, there was like a weird error message. So I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But no, I had no problem watching it uh, on our club live on the website. So uh, nothing but high marks for the... Uh, over-the-top service of Ring of Honor. So, uh, Just like the third match you've watched in 2019? The third, I watched the entire show. Oh, wow. I watched the entire show. Thank you very much. And uh, let's go back to, and talk about, we talked about uh, the bouncers going on to hopefully bigger and better things after this performance here. Matt Taven and Roosh for the ROH world title. Uh, and that's Roosh, Brian, not Rush from the French Connection. That is for sure. <laughs> um, so uh, Taven, I mean, he is just, I, I mentioned it earlier, he has just uh, gotten the ire of the internet wrestling community. Do you have any idea why this is? Do, can you pinpoint why they've uh, kind of all descended on Matt Taven and just uh, kind of put all this on his back as to why, in some people's minds, ROH isn't what it used to be? Uh, there's two things that I can think of and maybe pinpoint it to. Number one, he's an actual heel. Yeah. And number two, he's not like an indie darling. I think you put those two things together and it's really going to make people just dislike and not like him. You know, it's a recipe for success as a heel in this day and age to not be endeared by the independent wrestling fans that are all over the internet uh, and to be an actual heel. And I think that worked for him, uh, especially to go over in Madison Square Garden and like bring about his biggest show ever. Yeah. And I think an additional thing that I want to add too is the fact that yeah, he went over in Madison Square Garden and not Marty Skrull as everyone expected. And once uh, Matt Taven got the Duke and Marty Skrull did not, I think that helped kind of turn the fans on, ROH and the product because uh, yeah, everyone wanted uh, Skrull to get the win and Matt Taven when Matt Taven did uh, people were quite perplexed yeah, I don't I don't think you know, that's what they expected at all I think either they wanted Lethal to retain or to Marty to win and certainly Taven was not the guy anybody expected in that in that match and uh, I think that's part of why, why it worked so well, it made everybody angry, right, which is what that's what a heel's supposed to do Yes, people don't understand that, that they're getting worked, essentially. <laughs> right. And all this while, Matt Taven uh, has had good matches. I mean, this match with Roosh has been roundly praised for 
how it delivered in the main event slot here at uh, Death Before Dishonor. So, I mean, Taven, I mean, going back all the way to the Broadway he did with Jay Lethal before he won the title at Madison Square Garden. I mean, that match was praised by a number of people online, uh, you know, authorities in the internet wrestling community. And uh, it's, I don't understand. I mean, I think a lot of these people, I said this before to Malone, I think a lot of these people just aren't watching this. Hear the name Matt Taven and they think about the guy from when he first came into ROH and they haven't seen the evolution. They haven't seen the matches. They haven't seen what he's done. Now I think maybe as he loses the ROH title, maybe he'll start to get the respect, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, who knows? It's it's hard to pinpoint, you know, what exactly people want in this day and age. But I just go back to the fact that he was an effective heel. Uh, he didn't pander to the typical Ring of Honor fan base. He didn't want to get himself over uh, at the expense of his heat. And I think it, it really paid off for him in the big picture and the small picture, you know, ring of honor kind of needs a lot of that fan base. Cause they're not, I, know, I know they're syndicated and they're all over the place, but they don't have a specific time where casual fans can kind of pick up on them and whatnot. Cause that type of heat is, you know, it's great for those fans, but it's even better for the casual fan. And that's where it would really grow going forward. Who knows? Um, you know, people have, started to like people after they lose some uh, some people just continue to be angry and not care so we'll see only time will tell so roh's demise has been greatly over exaggerated and i think they're going to continue to do what they've done for many years now just with new stars i mean roosh is a a recent guy in roh just the past few months so uh it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, especially how ROH fits into the general landscape of pro wrestling, as we're going to talk about here a little later on here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. But before we do, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode. Your thoughts on our discussion about Brian Malonis bleeding all over the place and the upcoming discussion about TV wrestling, the new era of TV wrestling. Use the hashtag WPAN. And you can also call the voicemail line. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. No new voicemails this week, Brian Fury, but I just want to follow up on the voicemail from last week from my old friend, Will. (laughs) I saw some of the back and forth on Twitter a little bit. Yes. So apparently I was wrong about the the Brantford, Connecticut incident. Uh, I, I mentioned that he had said to... Triple H that he shouldn't be in tag team matches. That was the advice he was giving Triple H in his last independent match before he went to WCW and kind of made his name. So he, this guy pulled him aside and uh, told him not to do tag team matches. That was not the Brantford, Connecticut incident. The Brantford, Connecticut incident was apparently that we drove down with Will, myself and John Rodeo, I believe. We drove down with Will to the show, and then Will said he was too tired to drive back. So we were stuck in Brantford, Connecticut, which I didn't really remember. I think we, we got a ride back from somebody, but uh, Will decided he could not drive back. So that was the Brantford, Connecticut incident is the fact that he stranded us in Connecticut. And, you know, that is the worst place to be stranded, Brian. Anywhere in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Connecticut stinks. I can understand how Will think that we would still have heat after all these years after leaving me in Connecticut. <laughs> but it's not the case, Will. Uh Glad to have you listening to the podcast, and uh, yeah, I, th- there's no heat there. Once again, there's no heat. Don't listen to what Jamie said last week about, uh, you know, F you and all this other stuff. Uh, Jamie's a rabble rouser. That's what, uh, one of the things, uh, one of the many terms that I use for Jamie. A rabble rouser. He's a rabble rouser. So pay no attention to him. Yeah, speaking of Twitter, I seem to get a really good uh, feedback on last week's episode overall. I know you don't have anything there in particular, but. A lot of people seem to really enjoy last week's uh, Name Droppers episode. Yes. Make sure you go back and listen to episode 178, Name Droppers, the sequel with Brian Fury, of course, myself and Jamie Jamikowski, where we talked about Greg Valentine not talking to you. We talked about Bruce Beefcake being naked. We talked about uh, Sunny being watched so she didn't get wasted. Uh, what else did we talk about? Tony Atlas at Subway. <laughs> Jerry Lynn, Ricky Morton, and a whole bunch of stuff. Mike Mills in particular, very interested about uh, Tony Atlas's proclivities. He messaged me and said, my impression of Ricky Morton was god-awful. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, he he would know. He would know. He pays a lot of attention to that Southern wrestling over there. Yes. Speaking of Mike Mills, let's talk about booking the territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills himself, plus Harbody Harper and Doc Turner. They talk about that Southern wrestling. As I just said, it is Jim Crockett Promotions. It is Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Jim Cornette's old uh, promotion last a couple years. I think he's coming to the end of the run there on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Not sure what he's going to do next, but uh, check out MikeMills.Podbean.com. I really tried to get Mike on the show this week, but this guy is doing so many podcasts these days. He got so much going on. He's very busy and uh, couldn't nail down Mike Mills for the wrestling podcast about nothing. Yeah, and based on your schedule, you could barely uh, nail me down for this week's episode. For crying out <laughs> loud, maybe, maybe it's you, Michael. <laughs> maybe it is me. Uh, idiot, it's Saturday night. Both of us are just kind of home hanging out, right? Yeah, I'm, you're waiting for the wife to come home. I'm waiting for the wife to come home. And then, you know, it's just fun stuff after that, I'm sure. Oh. Va, 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 boom. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, who knows? All right. Good, good luck, little later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Same to you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk about our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. What a hell of a segue there. From sex to retro wrestling. Very well <laughs> yeah. done, Mike Crockett. Uh, OBBpodcast.com is where you find out more about our vantage point with Lil Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. Great show. Really should check that one out. And check them out on Twitter. They post great videos on Twitter, at OVP Podcast. They're really up to their game on uh, the Twitter, so make sure to follow them. Greetings from Allentown with PW. Peter Winson. He looks at one single episode of wrestling television each week, except last week he talked about wrestlers on the Arsenio Hall show, a really oh. good podcast. Yeah. He talked about, uh, I think Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage and bad news. Brown's appearances on wow. Arsenio Hall. So uh, listen to that podcast, subscribe to greetings from Allentown and, uh, give a little love to Peter Winson and the rundown wrestling podcast with uh, Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, all the rest over there on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Different shows every day. You can fill up your podcast calendar with just Rundown Wrestling stuff. So check out rundownwrestling.com and enjoy. And speaking of enjoying, there's a lot of wrestling for the fans to enjoy coming up starting this week, Brian Fury. Damn right there is. It's awesome. Holy Moses. The new era. I'm calling it, I'm calling it the new era of televised wrestling because wow. uh, there's something every day of the week. Sure is. Yep. You are excited for all this. I mean, are you going to just hunker down every night of the week? I mean, I'm going to watch a lot of it. Yeah. It's my love for wrestling. Hasn't wavered. My want to watch wrestling on a regular basis. Hasn't changed since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I used to always say, man, I wish it was a wrestling channel. I wish wrestling was on all the time. I wish wrestling was on more than one day a week. And now, you know, it was going to be six days a week at least. And it's friggin' awesome. I'm excited for it. I know in this era, it's like, oh, my God, there's so much wrestling and it's miserable and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to watch every single minute of it. But it's awesome that there's so much wrestling on. And the fact that so much of it is going to be quality good wrestling is even friggin' better. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember like the the early days of the internet there was this uh thing for the wrestling channel i, I remember it was i think it was like the wrestling channel.com and they're talking about how there's going to be this channel that's going to be all wrestling and i was like i would go to that website like every day to see if the, they had an update on when the wrestling channel was coming i don't think it ever did <laughs> but no. not in the u.s anyway but uh, yeah back then i was like wow i need the wrestling channel now i mean there's just so much wrestling you don't need a channel you got the the network you got you know these uh, streaming devices these streaming platforms so it's i mean hard it's hard to avoid professional wrestling i managed to yeah. Fury. I yes, managed you to certainly avoid do. It. But it's very hard. I'll say that. It's very hard to avoid wrestling these days. And you still watch, Brian, you still watch Raw every week? I still watch Raw every week. Yeah. At least the first two hours of it because uh, my work schedule is weird. So I usually lay down like around 10 ish. And so I usually miss that third hour. So let's talk about starting on Monday, of course, Monday Night Raw, still on the air, still going strong. The new season. The new season starts. The new season of Monday Night Raw begins, yes. It starts tonight, if you listen to us on Monday. They made an announcement about the announce team. 
I have not heard this yet. I'm very excited. You haven't heard this? I have not. So, okay, the lead play-by-play man for Monday Night Raw, starting tonight, is Vic Joseph. Really? Yes. All right. I like that. I don't know how Tom Phillips got stepped over, but Vic Joseph is going to be the man. Vic, Vic's a good guy. Oh, you, you uh, met him down at the Performance Center because I heard that you're a <laughs> two-time visitor, a two-time coach. Uh, yes, I, I did meet him uh, the first time that I went down and uh, was there, yes. And he's been doing 205 Live. Yep. So Vic Joseph is just stepping into the uh, the spotlight here on Monday Night Raw. And joining him is someone I think who also made his debut just a couple weeks ago on 205 Live. Joining the Raw announced team is a man by the name of Dio Madden. Oh, really? I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with him. Dio Madden, uh, also known by his real name, Brennan Williams. Oh, he was drafted by the Houston Texans of the NFL. He played college football. Uh, I'm not sure that he actually made it to the NFL, did he? Yeah, he played for the Jaguars. Oh, he was on the practice squad for the Patriots. Uh, so he didn't have a lot of time in the NFL, but, uh, I know Brennan, um, was a tag team partner with, uh, Donovan Dijak, Dominic Dijakovic for a little while down at NXT on the house show loops and whatnot down there. So I guess he's transitioned into the role of a commentator. And I, 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 from what I've seen, I haven't seen him, uh, or heard him, I should say commentating, but I, he got high marks for what he's been doing on 205 live. So, I mean, he's going right, uh, into the big stage so right to the big uh, show fantastic yeah yeah they're just uh strapping the rocket to this guy deal madden uh, aka brendan williams so be interesting to see how that goes uh as part of the monday night raw announced team and the third announcer for raw uh they say it's just temporary but jerry lawler jerry the king lawler returns to the raw announced team starting all right puppies (laughs) <laughs> i think i'll probably steer away from that in the uh, more than likely yes yes so monday night raw how have you been feeling lately about raw it's been really good actually uh it's been a good mix of wrestling and some quality storylines it hasn't really been super cartoony or really insulting anyone's intelligence for the most part it's it's been very enjoyable i've i think since Heyman has really started to get a lot of his influence in there it's really been felt I think this run of Seth Rollins as a babyface has been really good, and he's had a couple of good matches and a couple of good storylines going forward. And I think it's just been overall awesome. It's, it's been really enjoyable and fun to watch Raw on a regular basis again. And he's been pushing some younger talent too. I know uh, Cedric Alexander for one, right? Yep, Cedric, Ricochet, both been up there. You're doing a lot of things. Obviously, we talked a couple weeks ago about um, you know Viking Raiders or Viking Experience, whatever they are, being up there. So yeah, it's been. A little mix of everything, trying to elevate some younger people and really get some new talent over to a big audience. And your trainee, Sasha Banks, has been back for a little while now. How's she been doing? She's been doing great. She had a really good match with Becky. Looks like they're going to have a big match at the Hell in the Cell. And obviously, Sasha was in the first ever woman's Hell in a Cell. So uh, it's going to be a barn burner if I've ever seen one going forward. So it seems like with Raw, I mean, the the announced team, I mean, nothing against Vic Joseph, but he's uh, still kind of new at this. So it seems like WWE Vince McMahon has uh, embraced the fact that SmackDown being on network television looks like going to be the A show. Because I mean, I'll, I'll skip ahead just to say that Michael Cole and Corey Graves will be the announced team for on Friday night for Friday night SmackDown. So it seems like they are... Going with the fact that SmackDown is going to be your number one now. That's kind of uh, interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. And I want, you know, it's one of those things I wonder what the ratings are going to be like if that's going to get more eyeballs now with it being on Fox than um, Raw on USA Network. It certainly is in more homes. So I, I can see why he's doing that and putting the A team of their commentators on there. I was interested. Uh, I, I was flipping by Fox on Friday night and they had something on there there was a smackdown's greatest hits so they had actually the first uh, wwe content on fox this past friday just for an hour it was hosted by the miz and charlotte flair they're just running down some of the greatest uh, moments in smackdown so that's uh, this coming friday is the uh, official 
kickoff of Friday Night SmackDown live every week on Fox. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. They've been doing commercials and stuff during football. You know, I watch a lot of football on Sundays. I know you're you're not a fan there, Michael, but there's been commercials on Fox. Just past Thursday night, Fox, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they're the Fox announce team. They're reading scripts for SmackDown saying Troy Aikman talking about SmackDown coming to Fox and you know, join Roman Reigns and this guy and that guy. And it's really surreal to see some of these guys pushing and talking about WWE and SmackDown uh, on that huge of a level. So it's it's pretty exciting. I wonder what, how they feel about that. I mean, it's, I don't know. I think a lot of them are fans, whether they want to admit it or not. It's probably a mixed bag. Yeah. All right. We'll come back to SmackDown on Fox in just a second here. But let's move on to Tuesdays. All right. Because uh, Impact Wrestling is moving to Tuesdays on Axis TV. I think we mentioned last week that Axis TV purchased by the parent company of Impact. So they are coming to Axis TV. It doesn't start officially till October 29th. But they will be replaying some recent pay-per-view matches starting this Tuesday, October 1st, tomorrow, uh, if you're listening on Monday. So Impact coming to Tuesdays. And I know that it's been hard to find. It's on Twitch and stuff like that. But on television, on cable, it's been very hard to find Impact. I believe it's on a channel called Pursuit, which I, I certainly don't have. I'm not sure you do. Yeah, no, I do not. So Impact, though it's been hard to find and hard to keep up with, a lot of good grades I'm hearing out there for what's been happening with Impact Wrestling, especially since the team of Don Callis and Scott Demore have come on board as the uh, the lead writers of Impact. Yeah, everything I've heard about what they've been doing as far as, you know, it's another company where they have their own talent group there and they have their you know, a bunch of individuals. It's almost like, I don't want to say like a wasteland, but like a different world of professional wrestlers. And a lot of people that are there were, could be, have been huge names in wrestling, you know, like people like Tessa Blanchard, Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, you know, see Tommy Dreamer there sometimes, Rhino, RVD. It's crazy the amount of talent that is there. And, the fact that more eyeballs are going to be able to watch that product is really good for them, considering I think they've really turned the corner from some of their down years a couple of years ago. RVD, I really like to shake that guy's hand. Both hands. Both hands, actually. <laughs> and why is that? Wait, wait, you haven't seen the photo? Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like the, the cross arm? Yeah, he's in the hot tub with the two ladies. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. I have seen that photo, yes. <laughs> uh, living his best life there, Rob Van Dam. He certainly is. Uh, so Impact Wrestling, yes, coming uh, starting officially October 29th on Tuesdays on Axis TV. It's funny, like, uh, everyone's celebrating Impact on Axis TV. I remember, like, when Axis first started getting wrestling, everyone's talking about how, you know, it's a a low-rated channel that not a lot of people get, but now it's being celebrated that you're on Axis TV. It's kind of funny how that adjustment uh, in people's mind has been made, uh, especially, I guess, since where Impact is coming from was so much worse. <laughs> right, yeah. The amount of homes that that channel is in is, like, non-existent. So, yeah, Axis is definitely on a much broader scale. Plus, you know, Axis has, you know, had a lot of success with their New Japan shows and specials. Yeah, and it's funny, and it's going to be interesting to see what Axis does going forward as, you know, Axis and Impact are so closely tied. Will New Japan still be there? Only time will tell, my friend. Only time will tell. Let's talk about Wednesdays. This is the big one. The Wednesday Night Wars, Brian Fury. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As uh, AEW All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite will debut this coming Wednesday and also you have NXT making its full two-hour debut in USA. They've been on the past two weeks, just one hour, and the second hour was on yeah, the I, network. I've, I watched both hours on USA Network um, these past two weeks, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been exciting. So NXT coming in USA full-time, full tilt, two hours every Wednesday, and the AEWs uh, making their debut. I'll tell you what. NXT is throwing out one hell of a show here to go up against AEW's debut show. What are you seeing for NXT? I don't know if you saw the lineup here, but you know they have like 
Adam Cole defending the title against Matt Riddle. They have Shayna Baszler defending her title against Candice LeRae. They have the Street Profits getting another tag team title match against Unspeeded Era. It's almost like a miniature version of a takeover there for that first live two-hour show against AEW. It's not competition, though, Brian Fury. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's not competition to WWE, but it's a competition to NXT, sure. All right, and let's talk about All Elite Wrestling, uh, Brian. How do you feel they've set themselves up going into this debut show? I think they have a lot of work ahead of them still. I think there's a big drop-off from their top stars to their next level of stars, and I think they need to use Dynamite to really elevate that next level of stars and bring them up in people's minds or just introduce them to people so they can see who they are and get to know them and start to, you know, form opinions on them and like them or dislike them based on babyface heel. But I think their top guys are their top guys and they're really high up there. It's just a matter of gaining more undercard talent, some experience and exposure. And AEW's uh, promotional stuff has been, uh, Hitting a home run. They've had commercials on during WWE programming in uh, the past few weeks. So they're really uh, hitting their stride. And I think, I don't know, who, who do you think will uh, come away with more viewers this Wednesday? I think week one AEW will because people are going to be intrigued and really want to see what they have to put out there. And then I think it might be a pretty close back and forth type of thing based on what the product is going to be out there going forward. The thing is, with NXT being a WWE product, at any point in time, they can just say, hey, you know, Roman Reigns will be here this week if they wanted to, Yeah. just to really pull eyeballs that way, if, if it's something that they wanted to do. If they wanted to just keep the NXT product, then we'll see. But, I mean, they obviously have aces up their sleeve if they really want to. What aces do you think AEW has up their sleeve? I know... There's been a lot of rumors about CM Punk this week, and to my surprise, and probably the surprise of everyone else, those rumors haven't been AEW-related. They've been WWE-related. Yeah, I mean, based off of everything they said at StarCast, I personally believe he's actually done in-ring competition. But all those rumors point to him doing that Fox show, like an after-Smackdown-type show, talk show-type thing, so he would be an employee of Fox, not WWE, but he'd be talking about WWE programming. So it's kind of a weird dynamic there. Very, Yeah, it'd be very interesting if this was true. I'm not sure. Uh, I know no one's confirmed it. And I know that they actually, during that special on Fox this past Friday, they had a little uh, brief thing talking about WWE backstage, which is the, uh, the Fox program that's going to be talking about SmackDown. And it was uh, Renee Young along with Booker T., as the hosts of that. So I'm not sure if they would bring in CM Punk as a third or if this is like a decoy or and it's going to be CM Punk or maybe this is all just a complete uh, bull malarkey. But I guess we'll have to find out coming up soon. But uh, the fact, I mean, I thought that, I mean, if it was anything, CM Punk would uh, make his All Elite Wrestling debut, maybe even on the debut show. Because, I mean, how else do you make a bigger splash than by doing something like that? Yeah, I mean, that would definitely get the wrestling world talking more than it already is. It's exciting times in general right now because you think back to the Monday Night Wars and, you know, you would wonder who would show up on the other show or what would happen or what shot would be thrown across the bow. So you'd kind of pay attention to both shows or read dirt sheets or be so much speculation. It's kind of like that all over again right now. And it's without even the wrestling happening. It's exciting. Yeah, just imagine if Twitter was around for the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, you would have tweets, you know. You wouldn't have tweets like the Kenny Omega interview and the Dominic Dijakovic uh, retort. <laughs> How did you feel about that? I loved it. I, yeah. When I saw the Kenny Omega thing talking about, um, for those of you that may, may not know, Kenny Omega did an interview saying, well, you know, it's not really a war because I'm friends with some people there, but let's just pretend there it was all one big promotion. You know, I'd be in the main event and all these guys would be like the dark match on my show. I texted Dijak and I'd asked him if he saw it. And he just sent me a screenshot of his tweet that he put out there. He goes, oh, I saw it. And obviously Dijak's tweet was like, 
you remember PWG when me and Keith Lee made your match look terrible? It was like something along those lines, but completely yeah. burying Omega and like watch this Wednesday when these developmental guys show you, you know, how it's done again, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I loved it. I love people taking pride in their work. And when a random shot like that is taken at them to be able to retort back and then deliver in the ring, like he did this past Wednesday. So uh, stuff like that to me is awesome. It shows pride in what you do and it makes people really go to that next level when they're inside the ring to really prove themselves. I'm guessing Triple H probably liked that too. I'm sure he didn't dislike it, that's for sure. <laughs> now, if not CM Punk, who do you think they could have to be there? Lex Luger on the first Nitro. Oh, boy. I really... Who could Elite Wrestling make a big splash with? That is a very difficult question. I mean, the main event does have Jericho and two mystery tag partners. So I really have no idea who they have up their sleeve. It's uh, If it's somebody that's kind of making a debut or jumping ship, you know, obviously it's been pretty tight-lipped and we haven't heard anything about it. So I'm intrigued to find out. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know if there's anybody other than Punk that would really be a huge get and a, someone that's going to make you want to 100% tune in just because of that person. Well, I guess we'll find out this Wednesday what they have up their sleeves. It's going to be uh, very interesting. Are we are we coming over? Are we getting to get the old band back together? I watch every Wednesday. You're more than welcome to come up. We're not going to do an official thing? Um, I mean, maybe. We'll see. All right, we'll see. <laughs> Let's move on to Thursdays where yes. uh, we're going more local with this one local for us yes very much so we want to get the word out about this because on thursdays uncharted territory returns season two of beyond wrestling's weekly live streaming event uncharted territory you can find it on independentwrestling.tv starting this thursday season two kicks off and uh, what do you want to say about beyond wrestling when they first announced that they were doing a weekly show um on when it was it was wednesday nights prior uh i was like wow i really don't know how that's gonna do i really don't know you know how many eyeballs that we'll get if they'll draw if it's something they'll be able to sustain and you know they knocked it out of the park on every level virtual sellouts every week to the live event uh, thousands of people are watching it every week on independentwrestling.tv, and they really had a good program going. Storylines going week to week that kind of led to some of their bigger house show events that also stream there. But it, I mean, I was really blown away at the scope of product that Drew Cardero and Bjorn Wrestling was able to put together and put out. I run shows every three weeks, and sometimes that's overwhelming. I can't imagine running something once a week and still doing a bigger show on a Sunday as well once a month. Like it, it's crazy to think about, but man, he pulled it off, and I think they nailed it. And I mean, if you want to talk about Beyond Wrestling, just go back in their uh, archives on YouTube, and you can see basically everyone who is on NXT these days or AEW anyone who's on Wednesday night was previously on Beyond Wrestling's events so anyone you're seeing on Uncharted territory is basically who you're going to be seeing on the future on Wednesday nights or one of these other nights as we go along here very much so Drew Cordero just coined the term Beyond Wrestling is the tastemakers of professional wrestling and it's a, I thought it was a pretty cool little thing because yeah I mean when Dijak and Keith Lee were just on NXT, they posted a picture of Keith Lee's first match in Beyond Wrestling was against Dijak. And like, hey, look, we did it. We did it first. And now everyone else is kind of following the trend. And that type of thing goes way back for a lot of different people. Uncharted Territory starting this Thursday, season two. That is independentwrestling.tv. I believe you can get a free trial. I think you can use the promo code BEYOND. Yeah, they also have a, an app on the iOS devices. Yes, check out that as well. You can get the app. I have the app myself. So check out Uncharted Territory from Beyond Wrestling. And uh, yeah, the stars of the future. We talked about uh, Christian Casanova a couple weeks ago. We talked to him and he's uh, he should be there. So, so much going on. Check out Uncharted Territory. And we talked about it earlier. Let's go back to Friday's. Friday Night Smackdown on Fox Live every week. And uh, they really have to change everything up now when they have the... Uh, 
you know, it used to be Mondays and Tuesdays. Now they have a Friday crew starting TV live on Fridays. I'm not sure how the schedule is exactly working now. Do you know? Uh, other than I know they switched up, like there's going to be dedicated agents and writers specific for each show now. I'm not sure how it's going to work for crew uh, as far as camera people and whatnot goes. So I know backstage they literally split up the crews. So I'm assuming maybe something like that for, you know, the crews as far as putting everything together. Uh, also, rumors have it they're going to be new sets and different sets for each show starting this week, too. So that's exciting as well. It's, it's pretty neat to have SmackDown back on a Friday night and on a big network. Pyro returns as well, from what I hear. Oh, wow. Not to mention Brock Lesnar, his first match on television since 2004. Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the uh, WWE Championship. So who do you think is coming out the winner in that one? This is a weird one. I can see Brock Lesnar winning and kind of being the centerpiece of SmackDown with having so many eyeballs on it. But at the same time, I could see Kofi Mania still running wild and him kind of overcoming the odds or some sort of weird smallest finish, something along those lines. But this is honestly a coin flip for me. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. It's really I don't think they'll go back to Brock again, but... I also wouldn't put it past him. It's really hard to say. I'll, I'll, I'll say Kofi retains. I'll say Kofi retains. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a clean pin or anything like that. But yeah, some sort of schmage finish maybe that keeps the title on Kofi at least for the short term. I just don't see them going right back to Brock. But I mean, I've been wrong in the past, Brian Fury. It was a shocker when he came out on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. It was, I mean, it was pretty awesome. It's a huge thing. Uh, I know I was very excited to uh, see that. So to have him wrestling a match on television, literally for the first time in 15 years, is pretty insane. Pulling out all the stops for Friday Night SmackDown on the Fox Network. So check that out on Friday. And there's also MLW. I don't know how much you keep up with MLW. I'm not even really sure. I don't have it on my calendar in terms of when it is on. I know it is BN Sports is the name of the network, which... I had it on my old cable system. I don't think I have it on my cable system now. Do you have BN Sports? We used to have it, and they, they pulled it because I used to have it DVR'd every week, and then they we lost that channel. So, yeah, I don't get it anymore. I know they actually have it available on their website, so but I don't really hop on there to do that type of thing. MLW is, though, it's another place to work, and it's a, a great option for, for people to. And I, I hear good things about that, too. Yeah, the couple of shows that I watched, uh, we're very enjoyable. You know, I know Richard Holiday, who's a mainstay at Chaotic Wrestling now, is a part of that, as well as, um, you know, people from the past like Loki, Teddy Hart, Davey D.H. Smith, or whatever his name is, Davey Boy Jr., uh, amongst some other people. So there's definitely a lot of talent there and a lot of good stuff going on. ROH, of course, uh, syndicated all over the place, usually on the weekends. So check out ROH. I think that's everything, right? Well, no, it's Saturday night, you know, on Access is has New Japan and also has uh, WOW. Women of Wrestling. Literally six days a week, you know, there's something going on. And then on those Sundays where there's the pay-per-views or the big events from WWE on the network, like some days it'll be seven days a week, which is pretty awesome. It's crazy. And what is the big day? Would Wednesday be the uh, big day in your wrestling week? I think it's going to be viewed as the big day for a little while. Uh, because that's the one where there's the competition, the direct head-to-head competition between two different companies. Um, for me, still, maybe it's just because it's ingrained in my soul at this point in time. Monday Night, Monday Night Raw is still like the show. Or maybe WWE views Friday Night as the show now. Who knows? I think it's just up to the fans to watch what they want, and then they'll kind of change and dictate things as that goes forward. Well, definitely everyone's looking forward to the new era of televised wrestling, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it from time to time. as we Exciting times, here. Mike. Exciting times. Definitely exciting times, and uh, maybe I'll see you Wednesday. If this doesn't get you back into wrestling, I don't know what will. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, uh, you're kind of hitting the highways and byways. You're... Uh, promoting wrestling shows what's coming up boy you've really thrown me in the spot here i'm talking on my phone so i can't look at my phone where's my calendar here here it is all right chaotic wrestling october 11th 
Yeah. Yes, October 11th, back in Lowell, Massachusetts. I only have a couple matches announced for that so far, but Demon Ortiz returns to Chaotic Wrestling. Uh, we have Tasha Steele who will defend her Chaotic Wrestling Women's Championship against Skyler, and then we'll continue to an- make some announcements and stuff. Stay tuned to chaoticwrestling.com or Chaotic Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter at Chaotic Wrestling, Instagram Chaotic Wrestling for all major updates. And then you return to Lawrence, right? Is that the next show after that? Yes, first time in Lawrence in a very long time, November 1st. Um, nothing is announced for that show other than the fact that it is happening. Uh, I will not be there. Everyone's going to be running running that show without me. I'm 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 taking the the Jamie approach for the show, going to run it from afar. I will be in Walt Disney World. Very excited to head back down to Orlando, Florida to see Mickey, Minnie and friends. Ugh. Enough, Michael. I can't wait. A couple of years. Max is going to be old enough. Duran's going to make you go, and then you're going to love it. Well, I'm, in, I'm sure I will, but it's not going to be the centerpiece of my life. Well, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the Lawrence show, it's like right off of, is it right off of 93 or 495? Right off of 93, yeah. Right off that exit. Uh, right near the uh, that Italian restaurant that you can see from the highway. Okay, yes. Uh River Road, the River Road exit. Okay, yep. Yeah, so it's it's right there. So it's really easy to get to and check out uh Chaotic Wrestling when it comes to your town. Brian, this promo about nothing comes from the year 1986. Oh, all right. And we're going back to Memphis. That the year graduated high school? Brian. What? That's the year the Red Sox had something very bad happen to them. Uh, Wade Boggs in the dugout, head in his hands, crying. Behind the bag. <laughs> yeah. It's a little sore spot until until you know, the events of 2004. Then to kind of uh, wash that all away. But anyway, 1986, Memphis Wrestling. And we're going to go right now to pretty boy Larry Sharp. And he is standing by... With a bed sheet. What? You'll see. It's this week's promo about nothing. That's right. It's Larry Sharp. So don't sit there with them stupid looks on your faces wondering what I'm doing on the CWA wrestling channel. No, I'm not in New York. No, I'm not in Tokyo. I'm in Memphis. And you want to know why I'm in Memphis? I don't want to be here. I've been all over the world and I've been able to avoid coming to Memphis. But Jerry Lawler had to do something to a very good Italian friend of mine, Mr. Dennis Carluza. Now, I owe that man a favor, and he's calling it in. He makes me offers I can't refuse, so now I've got to be here. And Lawler, you're going to pay. Look at this man that I brought here. I'm telling you, ladies, send your kids out of the room if you don't want them to get scared. Stop. We're going to cut in here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this man, Brian Fury. For those of you who can't see the video, you're listening to an audio podcast, of course. He's standing, like I said, next to a bed sheet. It looks like it's stolen from the Memphis Motel 6. Uh, <laughs> just pretty boy Larry Sharp, a good guy with bleach blonde hair, uh, uh, you know, a nice suit, standing next to a baby blue bed sheet. Just a guy covered in a sheet. Literally just standing there like a ghost. And, and he's standing there and he says, Look at this man. The, yeah, but, sheet. You couldn't see anything, yeah. And then he's like, Leave the room. If you don't think you can handle this, leave the room. <laughs> okay, let's go back now and uh, continue this promo. And if you want to sleep tonight, you get out of the room too. Because I'm going to show you something you've never seen before in your life. I want you to take a look at Bam Bam Bigelow, the beast from the east. Stop. Okay, he takes off the sheet. And what remains, Brian Fury? He takes off this big blue sheet of this guy standing next to this behemoth standing next to him. And then we see what? <laughs> he just. <laughs> there's a guy standing there in a singlet and wrestling boots and a pillowcase completely covering his head and face. <laughs> 
So he, the big reveal, he takes the sheet off and he's still got a pillowcase on his head. <laughs> this is I, like, how many notches is this below the the giant present they would, that they would use in like WCW to introduce new stars? Anybody that comes out of a box is over. That's what they say. That's what the Jim, Jim Cornette said, according to Bruce Pritchard. But yeah, when you, when you can't afford a box in Memphis, Tennessee... <laughs> You just ripped the sheets out of the hotel room. Unbelievable. That that was the last thing I expected was to his body from the neck down to be uncovered, but him still wearing a pillowcase over his head and face. All right, let's finish the promo now. The man that I'm taking to Memphis, Tennessee, and he's going to start kicking with size 16 boots. And he's going to start stomping with 24-inch calves. And he's going to start banging knees and thighs that are 30 inches big with a 40-inch waist and a 52-inch chest. And that's nothing. And the reason you haven't seen his face, this man is so mean his own mother hates him. I don't even like to look at him. But I'm not in this for what I like. I'm in it for bucks. I want you to take a look at what this man is, what he does. Don't forget this face. You're going to be seeing it during the day, during the night. You're going to see it on the street. And Jerry Lawler, your nightmare is just starting. You, and I know, I know how you are, Lawler. You're going to send a bunch of phony geeks in the ring and say he's got to work his way to the top. Well, we'll just smack them and ask for you too. So this is what we're going to do. Take a look at this face. Do you think you stand a chance against a man like this? You're a fool. Look at those flames. We're coming to get you. And that's it. The man is Bam Bam Bigelow. This is actually his debut in Memphis. I think it's his debut overall. I mean, he trained. He's from New Jersey, of course, and where the uh, Monster Factory is, which was the... uh, the wrestling school that was founded by Pretty Boy Larry Sharp. So I think this is his first run. Bam Bam, uh, looking like uh, a million bucks. He's got the, uh, I mean, once you get the, the freaking pillowcase off his head, <laughs> he's got the, the uh, you know, he's, he's even back then, he's got the uh, tattooed skull with the flames and all that stuff. So he's uh, looking lean and mean. But uh, yeah, just the, the way they decided to introduce him is... Uh, very, very comical. Like, I understand the wanting to tease him being this big, bad, mean-looking, ugly, fierce dude. There's millions of better ways to do it. Just do a ground-up shot of him as the as he's talking about him, rather than have him stand there looking like an idiot under a sheet, only to be revealed that he's under the sheet He's then wearing a pillowcase over his head. It's like, what is going on? Even if you put him in a burlap sack, at least it looks <laughs> a little more rustic, you know, a little, a little more, menacing. Yes. Than a baby blue sheet from the local Radisson. I was honestly dying laughing as soon as that sheet was taken off to reveal that friggin' pillowcase. Unbelievable. And of course, I mean, to add to the menacing ways, you had the Jaws theme playing in the background there. You heard that? Oh, yeah. How many very good Italian friends do you have? I mean, maybe a couple, but. But uh, Larry Sharp is a very good Italian friend of his. <laughs> he certainly is. Dennis Coraluzzo, who is a, a kind of a famous uh, New Jersey promoter, promoted nwa new jersey in the in the 90s he's since passed away but he uh he had a connection to memphis for a while uh i don't know where else to go with that but uh i mean the promo wasn't bad right it was fine it was fine yeah the content itself standard heel promo putting over his new monster that he has to destroy the top baby face you just have to see this one to really believe it and understand it or even i just saw it and i still don't believe it so i'm 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 on that take a look at this bad boy i mean the people listening to this promo they probably thought okay that sounds like that's a good introductory promo for a menacing monster heel but you have to see this guy in you know a 300 count sheet to <laughs> really understand how ludicrous this promo is i th- hope we were able to properly illustrate it here for you this was you know words can't describe how amazing this sheet looked 
<laughs> over Bam Bam Bigelow's body. <laughs> you have to go see it. Uh, if you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Don't forget, folks, next week, a major, monumental, earth-shattering announcement coming about the wrestling podcast about nothing, and Brian Fearing will be here, as well as me, to talk about it next Monday for episode 180 of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, he is Brian Fury. I am Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz